Okay, episode seven. Seventy. Zero. Wow. I can't believe last episode we didn't bring up 69. Well, I, not you, but me <laughs> more often. I didn't at all. You're listening to Oddity Files, the, the podcast. podcast. I'm Clayton Abbott. And I'm Kitsy Duncan. And I'm going to let you say it first from here on out because I always say it first. <laughs> we are a creepy, spooky, not so creepy, not so spooky, just otherworldly paranormal podcast where we find things online that we don't know that much about and we tell each other about them. You know, all the stuff and all the things. Yeah. Literally. Things that make you go, hmm. hmm. Yeah, we also have a TV show on Amazon we Prime. Do. We've got three seasons up there. It's free to Prime members. And if you're not a Prime member, you can buy them. Yeah, you can buy the individual episodes. Because I know some people are like, I don't want to subscribe to Amazon Prime just to watch this one time. Right. So you can buy them individually. I think they're like, what, 99 cents? I think they're like $1.99 a dollar? each, but it's like yeah. five ninety nine for the season. Yeah. Yeah. I actually had somebody message me on Instagram. Oh, I found your show on Hulu. I'm like, wait, what, Hulu? Hulu. It was just a mistake. He found it on Amazon Prime. Oh, I was like, I was like, I'm gonna sue a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> we are not on Hulu, but Hulu, if you'd like us, just let us know. I had someone message me and say um, that they like when they go visit family because they can watch it because they're Canadian and they do not get it in Canada. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know how to submit it. I know. To that's Canada. what I said. I was like. We'll work on it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I Do they even have Amazon Prime in Canada? I don't know. I don't know. If you're Canadian <laughs> and you can listen to this podcast, Help. let us know. Or if there's something similar that we can submit to like we do Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. We'd that's, love to. That's awesome. So hook the us up. The Pop Network. Oh, I'd love to be on after Shit's Creek. Not exactly. going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> have you watched this season? No. Me neither. I don't want to it's i haven't watched oh, the last season of I'm, mr robot either i really want to watch it but but it's over i know that's why i don't want to i love them so much i know i think the last oh no we just went two episodes without mentioning any like pop like movies no or, yeah absolutely and alexa popped up and it said that christian bale's christian bale has been cast as the villain in the new thor movie Ooh, I almost so mentioned good. that last time, but it just never fit anywhere. Did you see Ford versus Ferrari? Yeah, so fucking good. I don't know how it didn't win more. I don't either. Like, it was it's so good, phenomenal. It's got the chick from Outlander in it as oh, well. Really? The wife of the Christian wife. Bale, she's amazing. I love her. But it was I have a Christian thing for Bale is phenomenal, phenomenal in everything. So is fucking Matt Damon. Yeah, he's he's been my crush for a very yeah. long time. It's just how like different everything christian bale has done has been bernthal was amazing in it he really was he wasn't any character i've ever seen him play before usually he he plays john yeah except for punisher um but i love that guy so much but go check out ford vs ferrari (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) there's our movie we're not a movie review a podcast we talk about creepy shit so i guess we should get on to that speaking of that i've got some paranormal in the news cool from coast to coast a.m Cursed doll found in Mexican River. Are you ready for this? Um, Residents of a town in Mexico 
were left unsettled when a creepy-looking doll suspected of being cursed was pulled from a river. Okay. Why did they think it was cursed? Well, I'm about to tell you. The eerie object was reportedly found last month in the community of San Antonio La Esperanza. Okay. Close, probably. I don't know. Since it had been tightly wrapped in a blanket that was secured with a rope, the life-size doll was initially suspected of being a dead body. Yikes. Yikes. Zoinks. Oh, remind me to tell them my Scooby-Doo story. Um, When it was subsequently unwrapped, however, the true nature of the object was revealed. Staring back at the aghast individuals who found the oddity was the spooky face of a figurine. Although some media reports have described the doll as a ventriloquist dummy, its size and construction, which included a base at its feet, suggested the object was actually more along the lines of a cigar store Indian. But that as it may, residents were understandably unnerved by the presence of the doll in their community, especially since the way it had been found suggested that there was some kind of sinister energy attached to it. I mean, if you find a doll that's in a blanket, I'm assuming it was weighted down as well. It's like, get the fuck out of my life. (laughs) Yeah, there's a reason it was where it was. (laughs) Absolutely. As such, they quickly set about lighting the figurine on fire in the hopes of destroying it. Alas, due to the dampness of the object, as well as the material used to construct it, the blaze only managed to make the doll look even more nightmarish. Well, you know. Yeah. Pictures and video of the weird incident wound up online, and the story went viral on Mexican social media. Do they have their own social media? Because I want to be on their social media, too. Mexican social media, even garnering the attention of Oscar-winning director Guillermo de Toro, is that right? Yeah. Um, who shared the images with his followers on Twitter. Let's let me show you this fucking doll. Oh, leave it. Yep. Leave it in the river. Should have never fucking touched it. So, if you guys are listening, we do uh, Instagram stories where you can go back. And see all of the visual aids, if you will, from the episode. So just go down, uh, go over to our Instagram at Oddity Files, and then you'll see where the highlights are, all the episode numbers. This is 70, so should only yep. be a few clicks in. And I would read Del Toro's actual Facebook post, but it's in Spanish. Oh, thanks. So I'm not even going to try. So there you go. Creepy fucking doll found wrapped in... Creepy doll. In... No, and it's not only wrapped in a blanket. It's like, it's not weighted down, but it's string, wrapped, tied, so it's meant to look like a dead body. So, oh, either pranksters, mm-hmm. but I could see people freaking the fuck out. Yeah. I might too. I'm not going to lie. So there you have it. Cursed doll. Alleged cursed doll found in Mexican River. Thanks, Coast to Coast AM. So next month, we start investigating again. But we're heading to a place in April that both of us have been to before. Mm -hmm. Had crazy evidence happen. Don't want to tell people where it's at because I like to be that bitch. But I'm super excited. Yeah, me too. Of it just being, you know, the three of us. Because last time there was like 27 people with us. That's never fun. Sometimes. Anything else creepy going on in your life? Not really. No, and I'm okay with it right now. (laughs) Yeah. You and me both. Um, Check my list of things to talk about 
I think we've talked about it all. Um, one of them was fucking reviewers. So, yeah, we just want to reiterate. We've got a contest going on. The ends. Let me open a calendar. It it ends on Tuesday. Well, there you go. So you better hurry up. Leave your reviews on the podcast apps, on IMDb. Leave it on um Amazon Prime because, yes, we are buying your reviews because when you do that and you screen grab it and you send that screen grab to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com, you're in a contest. Call your dad. You're in a contest and you might win. So my MFM listeners will get that. Call your dad. You're in a contest. Anywho, so do that. Do it quick. You've got till Tuesday and then next podcast will announce who the winner is. And I will absolutely, positively send it as quickly as possible to them because I am turning over a new length and I am being more present and I'm getting the shit done. I say I'm going to get done. I just text one of my friends. I said, hey, would you mind writing a review for Oddity Files on IMDb? We only have like three on there and they're hilariously bad. (laughs) (laughs) I, I just don't get it. I don't really review anything. Even when they send me the reminders, review our product. I'm like, no. Yeah. It takes a lot for me, and this is bad, like being someone who's worked in customer service for years now, even prior to this job, and so much rides on, like people are so easily turned off and turned on by good and bad reviews. Yeah. So it's like, I really should be better, but it takes me a lot, both good and bad. Like, I have to have an awesome experience for me to be like, oh, I'm going to go to Google or Yelp or whatever, but vice versa. I have to like... Be really pissed off. Be really pissed off. There's no mediocre reviews. And in I your think life. that's why you either get one or ten stars. <laughs> that's true. I mean that and that's what we get. We get that's true. one or all stars. Yeah. But I one place that I'm very, very honest, because you have to review is after Airbnb stays. Okay. I always like I don't mind leaving a four out of five star. Yeah. If like the last one that we say that in before we went on the cruise with my mom, mm-hmm. checkout was at like 11, I think. And at 10 a.m., he was like, hey, are you guys like about to, to be out? And he had like a bucket with like cleaning supplies. And we were like, "Um, like, yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. And then he literally, while we were like putting stuff in our bags, came in the room and like started taking the sheets off the beds. Really? And I was like, uh, sir? Chill like, the fuck out. Chill out. <laughs> I did leave a review on Expedia for that hotel we stayed at the night after Ferry Plantation yeah. because the girl was phenomenal. She was awesome. She she got us a late checkout. Yep. She didn't, I don't even think she asked why we needed a late checkout because I tell everybody we hunt ghosts. And she was like, oh, my God, I love those shows and blah, 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 blah. So we got a late checkout. That we didn't even stay and completely yeah. until we needed to. But, but it was nice. Yeah. It was Newport News and it was the country inns and suites. Yeah. You go, girl. We love you and we appreciate you. Do we go over all the stuff we normally go over? We, we don't really have any upcoming events coming up. That I know. I'm... We'll let you know on all of our socials if we do. Um, and again, those are at Oddity Files on just about everything. Actually, I do have one. It's just me. It's my birthday weekend gift to myself. I, I need to pull it up here. Um, remember Ken from Rhode Island? Yes. He puts on a, a paranormal show, and I am listed as a guest. I saw that. I am so excited. Thanks, Tiff. You're the best. I'm scrolling, and I'm scrolling, and God, I post way too much shit. Um, I will cut all this out. 
How long ago was that? If you guys weren't aware, we actually have a Patreon. Because we are an independent production, we do um, we do fund everything ourselves. So the only reason we have our Patreon is just so we can go to some better places, so we can put out better material, so that we can stay at hotels. <laughs> and exactly. so we're not having to drive home six hours after investigating. And it's really helped us out. And we have three executive producers so far. We have Donald Blanchflower. And Ryan Hoke. And Doug Maldenblock. Oh, I thought you were going to take one last name and I would take the oh, other. We'll do we... that again. Okay. I said block. Is that a scribble? It's totally a scribble. It's like a B <laughs> to me. Yeah. And as, as if we haven't screwed up his name enough already as it is. <laughs> Doug Malden. Locke. You guys, thank you so much for being executive producers yes. of both the Oddity Files podcast but you and can the give, TV show. Yeah, you can give as much as you want. You don't have to give anything. It's just an, a little extra help to, to get us along. Absolutely. And we, we do provide exclusive content to our Patreon yeah. members. So it, it it does make it worth your while of, you know, giving a couple bucks. And we appreciate the shit out of you. So I found um, the Ocean State Paracon page. And, I mean, Steve Gonzalez is going to be there. Amy Bruni is going to be there. Tiffany's going to be there. TiffanyRice.com. Chris DeCesar. Mike Rickensecker, I've not met some of these people's yeah. names, so I don't know how to say them. And Tim Weisenberg. And then look, there's me. <laughs> so it's my birthday weekend. Yeah, it's the perfect. big five zero. And Tiff's like, and she's asked me every year, and usually we oh, have really? something going on. So I'm like, yes, I'm going to do it. Chris cool. loves New England yeah. anyway. So he'll go off shopping, I'm sure, while I he'll be there. do my Paris stuff. But they actually asked me to moderate the women in the paranormal panel oh that's really so i'm cool. super excited about that, that i'm much very, better very cool. at interviewing people than being interviewed sure if i've ever been on somebody else's podcast i turn around and turn it into an interview of them i don't know why it's just what i do i don't know um but yeah so it is the ocean state paracon it'll be in plain ridge park casino plainville Massachusetts. Tiffany told me today that it is actually right next to the Gillette Center where those Patriots yep. play. And I like those Patriots. But advanced tickets are available at riseupparanormal.com. So thanks, guys. I'm super excited about it. So, I mean, not that you would come see me, but Amy and Steve are there. So, yeah, and Tiff. Awesome. So it's awesome. And I think that's everything I needed to go over. You? I have a story. I have a story as well, and it's Europe. my turn. Guys, I'm pretty excited to tell you about this new product I'm using. Soul Drops are sacred plant supplements that boost overall wellness by enhancing your mind, body, and spirit. See what I did there? Made with traditional healing plants, this special microdosing option empowers self-healing and performance optimization. Soul Drops allow you to power up physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Again, see what I did there? With only a few drops per day, Soul Drops can empower your self-healing and optimization. Now, I'm not kidding. I found Soul Drops on a social media ad, and guys, I'm shocked at the results. I'm not even kidding. I'm not making this up. I am shocked at the results. My moods have leveled out, and I'm sleeping better. So Soul Drops is brought to you by renowned shamanic healer and herbalist Vlada Talan. She uses an ancient process to offer all natural, legal, and safe microdosing. Her master plant formulas have transformed the lives of thousands of people, including me. 
So I figured out a way to get you guys Soul Drops at a 10% discount. Are you ready? Head on over to souldrops.net and type in oddity files, one word, in the discount code box. I got the Master Trinity set, and I tell you what, this stuff works. So head on over to souldrops.net and remember to type oddity files, again, one word, into the coupon code to get your 10% off. And you know what? You can just thank me later. So my story is about Papa Legba. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about Papa Legba. I was watching the Portals to Hell episode where they investigated the Lalori, close, mansion. And this specific episode had some extra deleted scenes. Katrina and Jack are amazing. Um, So in the extra deleted scenes, Katrina and Jack visit a voodoo shop because it's in Nalens. And at one point, the woman who owned the shop mentions Papa Legba. So my old lady memory kicked in, and I started thinking about the trip we had made to the voodoo shop here in Bloomington. Yeah. And I remembered Mo telling me about Papa Legba, and and I was obsessed. I wanted to know more. I yeah. didn't know everything that was in this story that'll come out later, but I, I just – what she told me about him, I just liked him. Yeah. But I think everybody else is going to like him as well. So I've been to New Orleans several times, and I cannot express to you how deeply I love this city. I think you feel the same way oh, as yeah, well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, this is where I first walked into Marie Laveau's voodoo shop and felt an electric, like a legit, I walked in the door and I felt electricity all over my body. And I was like, what is voodoo? Yeah. I have to know more. Granted, I'd, I'd been in there since that time and had not had the same feeling. So I don't know if it was just my spidey senses going, oh, you need to know more about voodoo. Um, a couple years ago, Clayton and I visited, like I said, a voodoo shop here in Bloomington called Fittingly the Voodoo Shop, Bloomington, mm-hmm. Indiana, for those that don't know. Yep. Owned by an amazing woman, Mo, who had the answers to all my voodoo needs. We filmed the entire thing. Yes, we did. And it's still sitting on my hard drive. That might make a good Patreon, Patreon exclusive. Yeah, that'd make a really good one. Um, so we sat down and asked her asked her about the culture. And this juju woman taught me so much, squashed all my fears, and made me slightly obsessed with the culture and religion. And the story of Papa Legba has always stuck with me. And once I'm t- done telling you about him, I think y'all will know why. So one thing I learned that surprised me was that there was there's a strong correlation between voodoo and Catholicism. Bondi, who is the supreme create in voodoo, okay. is seen as God. Okay. And the Iowa, which is spelled O-I-O-A, are similar to the saints. In this case, Papa Legba is most often considered a contemporary of St. Peter, who is the gatekeeper to heaven. And in other instances, he is associated with St. Lazarus, the lame beggar, which who calls the saint that? I don't do the church thing, but somebody (laughs) does. Or St. Anthony, the patron saint of lost things. So all these saints kind of embody what Legba is okay that being said let's find out the story of papa legba and the story goes a little something like this papa legba is one of the iwa a group of spirits associated with daily life in haitian voodoo religion and the voodoo belief system he's probably one of the best known 
and most loved deities in African spirituality and is thought to stand between man and the spirit world. Ding, ding, ding. That's why I love him. Yeah. He is known as Lord of the Roads, God of the Crossroads, and the Great Communicator. He is known to have the gift of all speech, being able to talk in any human language so that he can translate your thoughts to to the other Iowa. Legba is often depicted as an older man with a cane, dressed in tattered rags, hence that other saint, um, smoking a pipe and wearing a straw hat, often with his dog by his side. Oh, I didn't know he had a dog. He does. He never has a dog, like in any of the... I found some pictures. We'll post them on the Instagram in our stories. However, though he may at first glance appear old and weak, he is actually one of the most powerful gods in the voodoo tradition. He walks with a limp because he walks in two worlds at once. Love it. The world of the living and the world of the spirits. I mean, that costs somebody a lot. That's a lot. And the cane that he leans on is not an ordinary cane. It's actually the gateway between the human world and the heavens. Wow. I love it. Because he's been a character on so many shows. Oh, he is not. Legba on American Horror Story, there's a whole thing about how they're so different. There are no sacrifices involved with the real Papa Legba. Or Princess and the Frog. Oh, I've never seen that. Oh, you should watch it. Okay. I just watched it for the first time like a month ago. Thanks, Disney+. Disney+. Plus. Plus. <laughs> you would love it. Really? Yes. Cause, oh. And I drug my feet too because I was like, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's so good. And Papa Legba's in it? Yes. And it's all about like voodoo and New Orleans <gasps> and- How did I not know yes. this? And uh. this? And there's a witch and like- So it's everything I love. You should watch it tonight. Okay. I'm so going to. Um, there are ghosts that follow her. No! <laughs> what? I swear. God, I love Disney. Uh. Legba has evolved in numerous ways from his origins in Africa, where he is sometimes viewed as a fertility god or a trickster. He may be depicted as both male and female in African, it's, which is different than the, the American yeah. voodoo. Um, and sometimes with a large, erect phallus. Okay. I did buy a Legba altar little thingy on Etsy, which I can't wait to get. But I, I'm hoping he does not have a large erect phallus. Yes. Just putting that out there. Because bitch don't need any fertility. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> In other areas, he is the protector of children or a healer and can grant forgiveness of crimes against others. Variants of Legba exist in many places, including Brazil, Trinidad, which you've been. Trinidad. And Cuba. Is it Cuba or Cuba? They say Cuba. Yeah. Right? I think we or is say that Cuba, Cuba. But... Or is that Cuba Gooding Jr. I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Show me the money. Okay. Anyway. Only you old people will get that. He is associated with crossroads, gateways, locks, and doors. As such can be asked for help by his worshipers in their bid to find new paths, different roads, and opportunities. He can help remove obstacles that lay in a person's way. He loves jokes pranks and tricks but it's never to harm anyone who knew i love this guy i mean what's not to love about him nothing i tell you he holds dogs as sacred right as well the puppies okay so he alone opens the door to let all of the other spirits into the human world ding 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 another reason i love him so no communication with spirits can happen without first saluting him 
which is probably a stretch. I will salute him from here on out, but have never done so before. Therefore, all ceremonies must first begin with an offering to Legba. So he will open the door and let the other spirits into the world. He does expect payment, however, in exchange for his assistance. Typical offerings might include candy, coffee, alcohol, particularly dark rum. Okay. I'm sure he wouldn't turn away some bourbon. And tobacco or cigars. He is my fucking spirit animal. (laughs) I actually wrote that. Legba is my spirit animal. (laughs) See what I did there? Anyway, cut that out. Legba shares the messages and wisdom of the Iowa. People can ask for his help and the aid of the other spirits with offerings, petitions, and prayers. Papa Legba is said to be the one who takes these prayers to the other Iowa. So he's just like a translator and interpreter So you better pay your offerings. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And who doesn't love coffee, candy, alcohol, and tobacco? So it seems like a small price to pay for what you can receive in return. He must also be thanked or it must be closed out after communicating with the spirits so that he closes the door to the spirit world. Legba is also the god of travel and Haitians often call on him before embarking on a long journey. This guy is our guy. I'm just putting that out there, Clayton. Me, you, travel, <laughs> ghost, Legba. Um, as guardian of the crossroads, Legba warns the dangers of evil spirits that may lurk in places where the veil is thin. Although he commands respect, he is a benevolent, fatherly type figure, and it doesn't take much to appease him. He's not a very demanding spirit, but is thought to be fond of riddles. Papa Legba is a great communicator but also likes to deal with uncertainty and confusion, like every dad. Sometimes messages are distorted or misunderstood because Legba stands at the crossroads between certainty and uncertainty. So I didn't go into this in the story, but they keep bringing up the crossroads. Did you know that the reason the, the saying that the devil is at the crossroads is where you sell your soul is because... Jazz tunes from New Orleans back in the day were talking about Papa Legba, but us white ass f- fucking people who can't read a story straight took it as the devil. Whoa. Yeah. I had no idea. I It's insane. Um, from what I'm reading, and come on, we know I am no expert, how to communicate with Legba is very, fairly easily. You make your offerings to him, similar to an altar, and you say this petition or prayer or whatever you want to call it. It says, Papa Legba, open the door. Your children await. Open the door, Papa Legba, so that I may pass. When I return, I will thank the Iowa. And then you sit, you clear your mind, ask any questions of him, and what comes to you are his help. It's said to write down any random thoughts that come to you, as you'll be able to decipher them later. Be sure to close your communication with Legba so that the veil is closed between ours and the spiritual world, similar to a Ouija board. And then you thank him. And from what I'm reading, dropping pennies at the crossroads the next day are the best way to thank him. Just throw it out of your car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, One Legba spell I found was pretty cool. Um, It's a Legba spell for good fortune. You spread pennies and candy in the corners of your home. Do the same at the street corners and the crossroads, and it will make Papa Legba happy, and he will favor you. Wow. I can't guarantee I wouldn't eat the candy in the corners of my home. (laughs) 
Especially if I it was... always... It's like the same time every night. It's, it's so like, bad. I need something sweet. So when I got back, um, Chris got oh, me this no. ginormous bag of peanut M&M's. Oh, gosh. It's gone. What? Yes. That's impressive. Well, I had some help. He loves them just Still. as much as I do. <laughs> but I'm like, if we eat them, they're gone and we can't eat them anymore. Anywho... Um, Legba stands at the crossroads. There is no denying he has one of the most important roles in the voodoo tra- tradition. He is the intermediary, the messenger, and without him, the door to the spirit world would remain closed to every person trying to communicate with the heavens. So even if we don't make an offering to Papa Legba, I just want to call him Papa, but that's what my grandson calls Chris, so it's weird. Maybe he just likes us. Maybe that's why we're so able to communicate with spirits. True. That's me reading way far into this story. (laughs) Plausible. Yeah. Um, This is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to voodoo. There are so many books and websites dedicated to this wonderful religion. And if this story interested you at all, I suggest you looking more into it. We learned so much from Mo that day. We really did. Yeah. So much. So much. Um, My wingmen for this story are the Google allthatisinteresting.com, learningreligions.com, history101.com, exemplar.com, and barefootwitcheryshop.com. So there you go. Papa Legba. Oh, I liked that. I had no idea. I mean, I've heard of him a hundred times, but I had no idea. They made him the bad guy in American Horror Story. It's the only complaint I have with American Horror Story. his persona is often made like into a villain-esque character. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, but I think that's people telling the story who don't understand the exactly. story. Yeah. So. But they see like a cool character, if mm-hmm. you will. And in some places he's like, I think it's actually Haiti. He's seen as a young man. Okay, with cool. With the phallic whatever. Yeah. But I, I like the, the older gentleman with yes. the straw hat and the puppy. And a cane. So, yes. And a limp and a and cigar. A for good reason. <laughs> you got stories? I do. So mine also goes south. And I have a feeling you're going to, <laughs> you're going to like mine. So, okay. Yay. In Latin American folklore, La Patasola, or One Foot, is a predatory supernatural woman preying on those males who tend to live or work on the edge of civilization close to the wild, such as hunters and forest workers. Ooh. La Patasola only it's has one. It's a very sexy name, by the way. Only has one foot. Well, it means one foot. So. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Shit. That sexy one foot. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a fetish, I'm sure. <laughs> she only has one foot or leg that appears to her victims um, as a beautiful woman, often taking on the likeness of one of their loved ones. Um, she will choose a victim and try to separate him from his companions by enticing him further and further into the woods. Once she has led him to a remote place, she will change into this terrifying one-legged vampire-like creature oh that gosh. lusts after the blood and flesh of humans. Well, there you go. She knows what she wants. She will suck the blood from her victims until they are dry and then proceed to eat their raw flesh. Okay. So, you know, she knows what she wants and foot. she does whatever the fuck she has to do on one foot. On one foot. So La Patasola haunts the remote mountains and dense untamed forests and other thickly wooded places with lush vegetation. She is seen as a guardian of the wild animals in the jungle from the enemy of those who kill the animals or destroy the jungle environment she lives in. I love that. Which is like, okay, eat Yeah, them. yeah. She's like Mother Nature, kind of, with one foot. 
she mostly strikes at night, tending to lurk on the fringe of like up and coming places looking for male victims like loggers, hunters, miners, shepherds, the people that are after what is hers, if you will. Yeah. She will often disrupt their activities if they're interfering with her territory by blocking paths and shortcuts to the jungle and disrupt hunting dogs, making them lose their scent trail. Oh. La Patasola is found in different regions in many South American countries and is known by different names with different attributes in different places. A similar creature is found in the Colombian Pacific coast called La Tunda. Does that mean one foot as well? I don't know. I should have looked it Well, it's the same language, right? Yeah. Sorry. Languages are hard. So back to La Patasola. She's named so because she only has one leg, which has a hoof for a foot. Of course it does. Of course. Despite these apparent disadvantages she can move very swiftly around the jungle and the wilderness she is said to only have one breast a large hooked nose bulbous eyes thick lips and sharpened teeth with elongated canines that she uses to puncture the skin of her victims then suck their blood but she comes to you as somebody they trust and they love so exactly if i had that ability and i looked like that i'd do it too her head is a mass of long wild matted hair but she's a, sh- a shapeshifter who can change her body into different forms, such as the loved one of her up-and-coming victim or a huge black dog. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Okay. One or the other. Which, you know, Padfoot, whatever. So it is said that when she's happy, she will climb to the top of a tree or mountain and sing this. It says, I'm more than the siren. I live alone in the world and no one can resist me because I am La Patasola. On the road, at home, on the mountain and the river, in the air and the clouds, all that exists is mine. Oh, well, you know, again, <laughs> girl knows what she wants. She's like, literally Mufasa, everything the light touches, <laughs> mine. Mixed with a little bit of Frozen, too. Yes. So there are many different stories that tell how... La Patasola originated. In most cases, she has been a woman of bad character displaying just like lewd behavior. Some versions say that she murdered her own son and was punished by being mutilated and banished to the jungle. Yowza. Another version says that she was evil and cruel to both men and women, that she was punished by having her leg chopped off with an axe and then forced to watch it burn in front of her. Oh, shit. Seems a, a little harsh. <laughs> <laughs> now, just because she was rude to men and women. Yeah, just a bit harsh. She was banished for killing her son, yeah. but because she was a bitch, they they yeah. chop her leg off. Oh lord! So now she haunts the jungles, mountains, on the edge of civilization. Another account is that she had an affair with her husband's employer, and when he found out, he murdered her and his boss. And although she died, her soul now dwells in a one-legged body. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with people who were rude and they like tortured the her. One. <laughs> there are similar entities to La Patasola found in many parts of Latin and South America, like I said. So in Venezuela, there is La Sayona. And although they are more common in, in Colombia, but they're always like these vampire-esque female characters. Wow. However, whatever shape she assumes, she has a... The one in, sorry, the one in Venezuela has a wooden leg, which she carefully conceals from her victims. So, like, they can't That see makes it. more sense. Because I can't imagine her running through the woods on one leg. I'm just... Oh, La Patasola does. I, I know I can't. I cannot. 
I mean, it's like she's using her like arms and her one leg like an ant. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. You're good. So Sidebar. gruesome entities such as La Patasola tend to serve as a warning or a morality tale in Latin American folklore. Often they reinforce the accepted role of gender and sexual and moral behavior in society, especially for the lower classes. It is believed that such legends and folklore help kind of reinforce the family values, especially the traditional nuclear families with a dominant male at their head. Yeah. Although La Patasola is used to warn against the sexual and moral behaviors in females, it is the men who are her victims and who also moderate their behavior. Uh, secret liaisons in the woods with female can bring the risk of horrific consequences. Oh, so don't take your side piece into yeah, the woods. Exactly. Bitch will get pissed. Um, so the... The best picture. Which we'll put on our stories yes, on our Instagram account. This is episode 70. So she has a hoof and a chopped off leg. Yeah. And a ratty dress that's a little promiscuous. Just a, a nice slit up the side. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't look horrendous, though. Oh, no. She, she, she looks a little bit like look... Pocahontas with one leg. To okay, me. but some versions. She's oh, sure, she's terrifying. Far more scary. Um, much more the vampire some make her look like a little more of like a demon oh yeah zombie yeah um so i guess it depends who you ask but or what form she's in mm, but yeah there you go. that's just some latin american folklore for you that was so good la patasola thank you i love that um should we do a story what are we at time yeah, yeah. So this story I actually sought out at and went after. Okay. I'm part of this group on Facebook. It's like something about Kentucky hauntings. I joined it, and these people are just sharing their stories like That's mad. Awesome. So this one I liked, and I reached out to her, and I said, I would love to be able to read this on our podcast. So Sabrina's probably never listened to the show ever, okay. but this is Sabrina's story. It says, several years back, my husband and I purchased some property at a home in a little community called Minersville. I'm assuming Kentucky because of the group it was in. After a few months of living there, my husband had a dream that in a wooded area we could see from our house, there were children running through the woods and saying, these are our woods, as the tops of the trees shook as they ran. He told me about the dream the next day. The place had a creepy vibe always. But it had been abandoned for a while, so I assumed it was just the condition that made it feel that way. A couple years later, we moved to town, and our daughter moved into the location, and she had some friends come visit. No one ever spoke of this dream. It was just between the husband and the wife. When her friends arrived, they had a daughter that was about four years old. As soon as she got out of the vehicle, they were pointing around and talking about going down into the woods. And there was a pretty spot. Really quickly, she said, I'm assuming the daughter said, I don't want to go into the woods. There's kids in those woods and they're scary. Okay. <laughs> they all did go walk down into the woods. My daughter said that the child hit her face most of the walk and that they came back up and had their cookout. And she presented my daughter with a picture of the kids in the woods before she left that my daughter hung it on the refrigerator. So the daughter drew the picture of the kids in the woods and yeah. then, you know, in creepy fashion, uh. the daughter put it up on her refrigerator. 
Okay. Shortly after that, my daughter and I were talking about something and she told me that friends came and the little girl was afraid of the woods. I told her, well, your dad had a dream about kids in the woods and she freaked out and says she threw away the drawing on the refrigerator and wanted nothing more to do with it. But still, that's kind of cool. And creepy. And super creepy. Um, But yeah, we want your stories, guys. You, the ones listening. I don't want to have to go hunting for these stories anymore. So write it up. Um, Make sure it has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And send it to oddityfilescrew at gmail. I love these stories. And I know you guys do too. And they really don't have to be creepy. You don't have to have poltergeist activity in your house. You could have seen... Like a few weeks ago, weird lights in the distance. Absolutely. Just anything like that. We want to hear it. Or even the funny stuff. Like yeah. when Chris heard the deer screaming at him and he was pissed I wasn't going to be there to yeah. see Bigfoot. Anything like that. I, I love the funny ones too. Urban legends. You know, you used to tell each other at high school sleepovers or things like that. We're down for it all. So send it into Oddity Files Crew at Gmail. Make sure you're checking us out on all the socials. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram all the stuff and all the things. But most importantly, know that we appreciate you. Yes, we do. Because without you guys, we wouldn't have made it 70 weeks because we would have gone crazy. 70. That's a big, that's a nice round number. It's a lot of numbers. Happy. It's a lot of weeks. It's a lot of weeks. <laughs> Happy whatever the fuck this is. Yeah. <laughs> but guys, thank you. We really, truly mean it. We can't do it without you. Just telling people at work about it, sharing, retweeting, all that stuff. It makes all the difference. Yes. But that's it for our show. Weird is a new cool. Goodbye. Ghost on. Oddity Files is an independent production. Intro music created by DJ Jimmy. Wah, wah. 2020 artwork created by me, Kitsy Duncan. The opinions expressed in this podcast are ours and ours alone. Well, maybe yours too. If you like the show and would like to support us, visit oddityfiles.com and click on support or go to patreon.com slash oddityfiles. Every little bit helps with both the podcast and the TV show. You can also support us by watching Oddity Files on Amazon Prime. It's free to Prime members and dirt cheap to those who aren't. You can find us on all the social media sites at Oddity Files. Keep spreading the word by sharing, retweeting, and reposting. Join our Oddity Files Facebook group by searching Oddity Files Fan Group and click join. We'll approve you as soon as we can. All weirdos are welcome. Not into that social media stuff? Tell your coworkers, family, even the weird guy who just won't stop talking to you in line for coffee. Oh, and grandma. Your grandma will love us. We appreciate each and every one of you. And if it weren't for you, we have no idea what we would do with our lives. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send it on in at oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. Also, send in story ideas, silly, weird memes, or just positive vibes to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. You can also call in and leave that in a voicemail. Call us at 317 300 6699. To contact us about an appearance, reach out at kitsy at oddityfiles.com. 
When you have a sec, rate, review, and subscribe. We know it doesn't sound like much, but it really helps us get up there on the podcasting charts. And remember, kids, weird is the new cool. Ghost on. Um, why are you still here? Go on. Get out of here. Turn it off. It's done. Really? I swear, go. Get. Serious, I'm out of here.